Hello, and welcome to a special bonus episode. You are getting this because I had a chance to sit down with one of the winners of the Outplay 2020 competition and ask them a few questions, just some basic things about their experience, and I wanted to share that with you. However, there was the request for anonymity, so I will be modulating their voice. We're going to jump in here with those questions. And then stick around, because I also sat down with one of the judges as well. So, UF, before this year, what was your experience with Outplay? None. I came in without any real understanding of what I was getting into, other than the vague understanding that it was a posting competition for players on the site. I remember seeing banners last year, and had been focusing on games I was in at the time, so I didn't chase it down, but this year, that changed, obviously. How did you hear about it this year then? And and why did you decide to, to participate? It was it was Inveros <laughs> that that got me to play this year. His dedication to bringing Shadowrun players to the site and into the competition itself. When Shadowrun made it through the system voting for outplay, I decided to do my part and participate. And I'm very glad I did. What surprised you about the competition? Like, what were you expecting versus what you ended up actually doing? I think it was not really knowing what I was getting into. Uh, nevertheless, I still assumed various things. I figured it would be a series of tests to judge the creativity of the players. You know, in problem solving and RP and quality of sight style posting. Even having been warned, I really had no idea how intense and stressful it would be. You are laying yourself out there, every post, to be judged, and you can't let off the gas for even a second. The way the first round went, you had only a vague idea of how well you might have been doing, at least on the Shadowrun side. And as the competition went on, it got even more vague. You were writing your heart out with no idea if it was resonating with the judges until the decisions were made. But I suppose the biggest surprise was the camaraderie of the contestants. I feel like we were all rooting for each other genuinely. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your character for Outplay this year? For me, Shadowrun character generation is an exercise in compromise and never getting exactly what you want. Compound that with very restrictive competition requirements where you were effectively making a 17 point by player's handbook only first level character in 5e D&D and it really narrowed what you could do. I'm sure this was intentional to the level of the playing field because anyone who had played Shadowrun before knows that the system is not incredibly balanced and can be broken fairly easily if given a long enough leash and repressed scruples. Some players in the competition went the challenging route and played severely limited characters like trolls or deckers or mages. I applaud them and I'm sure it had an impact on initial judging of players who took that sort of difficulty voluntarily. I went a different tactic, though, and chose the easiest character to build with limited resources. An adept, who is kind of a self-buffing only sorcerer for those not familiar with the system. Several things conspired together as I started throwing around notes on paper. My stats were going to be low. Some of them even were going to be pegged at the bottom. So I wanted to incorporate why someone with limited raw ability would be a Shadowrunner. Shadowrun also has a mechanic similar to 5e that can give you a cheat sheet mechanism into the circumstances and motivations of your character. 
where 5e has ideals, bonds, and flaws, Shadowrun has positive and negative qualities. They can really give you inspiration on where your character came from and why they are who they are. Shadowrun also deals with economic disparity, racism, abuse, and addiction themes in very relatable and unabstracted ways to us as modern players, so that is always floating around in the back of your mind when making a Shadowrun character. So with all of that percolating in my head, I thought, maybe someone very old or very young to account for the stats. I have worked with most of those themes before, directly with other characters, but I thought maybe it would be more interesting to approach them this time as an observer and codependent. Eventually, I ended up with Bonus, my 15-year-old adept who was orphaned with her sister at age 12, and ended up on the streets, homeless. These were the negative qualities I chose to enhance that story. Dependent, which represented her sister who was paralyzed when their parents were killed and became addicted to a technological drug, a better-than-life chip that lets the user escape into their own perfect world and escape the dystopian reality of their life. Her sister is both her motivation and an anchor keeping her from developing on her own. I also chose Insomnia because I figured the tragedy of her parents' murder and the keyed-up, high-stress environment of living on the streets after affected her physically. She has trouble sleeping, which can have a real-life effect on being able to recuperate and heal. And I also went with uneducated, because her high-class life was halted when she, when she was 12. And without the rigor or desire to continue on her own, her education stopped at that point. Once I had that nailed down, the rest fell into place very easily. Not knowing what challenges we might face, I tried to give her a well-rounded street skill set, which really ended up being a boon for advancing in the competition. I also wanted her weapons to be highly concealable so she could sneak in places, but that ended up not being relevant for the most part. And her personality was a tough but vulnerable street kid who was used to pretending to be someone else. Someone older, more confident, more skilled, and more smart than she actually was to get by. Someone who was, in the end, a teenager who just wanted to simultaneously blend in and stand out to her peers in the dichotomy of growing up we can all relate to. Did you have any favorite moments in, in the various rounds? So in round one, my favorite moment was Jammo, this, this massive troll, just all of a sudden breakdancing or gym cottaying in the middle of everything after the interviews were over. In round two, Tamara, the drug-tripping older lady, slowly figuring out the how and why of combat we were thrust into. She shined in the combat round, even when not strictly made for combat. Overall, it was just real fun to see all the players organically advance on the enemy and piece by piece dismantle the quote-unquote test. Round three, Inveros came up with NPC judges for each round, and that was neat because combat was a slog for all of us, especially in the way a very dynamic combat system was forced into something more scripted. So it was nice to see the GM of the competition having some fun with it. Also, working together with Diacolina in the final post really put the cherry on top of that relationship. And in the final round, I'm going to be a little selfish here and say that being able to complete the arc of my character with NL play in the final week really made the competition for me. Being able to tie up the threads that were tugged at throughout the competition was very satisfying as a player, 
And I already decided when I made it to the final week that I was going to write an epilogue for Bonus. I couldn't decide which way to complete the relationship with her twin sister, who drove her motivations, comedy or tragedy. It was really an aha moment when I decided to make it a choose-your-own-adventure ending, and it was very enjoyable to write. Were you rooting for any particular characters other than your own, of course? I had lots of favorite characters through the rounds. I could probably name almost every one of the players, but that would leave some out as well. So instead, I'll say early on, by about round two, I was predicting Bothers's Simone and Blackfire's Tamara to battle it out for the championship. I got one of them right. Simone just came to life for me. I love subtlety when it's done right, and she felt like a living, breathing person. Tamara was just so unique, and the player is such an accomplished writer that I felt for sure Blackfire would go all the way. On the D&D side, it was a hard choice. I liked Retry's Gary for the old dog with new tricks, and Wishkaman's John for one of my favorite creepy warlock patrons ever. Oh, and I have to mention another Dragoon for making a guest appearance in round four, and Diakolina for befriending both me and my character and working behind the scenes and between rounds to have our characters shine together. What sort of things made the competition just flow real easy for you? And what sort of things do you think made it difficult for you? So I think what made it easiest for me personally was my choice of character. It was super easy to get inside the head of Bonus, and I think ultimately that's why I lasted. She easily fit into each week in her own way mechanically and in personality, and had enough backstory to be relatable or interesting to readers and judges. But it was very hard to watch people get eliminated. It seems saccharine to say so, but in such intense posting week over week, it was very easy to get attached to other competitors and their characters and their writing. Also, the intense rolling mechanics of Shadowrun, combined with creating good posts, put a lot of stress on me to make sure I didn't screw anything up. Have you noticed how many times I've used intense? Yeah. I know round three was a favorite among players and spectators, but having to create your own challenges and overcome them was not exactly in my wheelhouse. It felt a bit like what I imagine Iron DM is, and I've never been a good DM. And if you don't mind, do you, could you give us a quick breakdown of your journey from beginning to end? Because you ended up going on to win. So round one, I started off really just having fun with the format. In a way, it began less stressful than a regular game. I was able to just play my character without holding people up or holding them back as you sometimes do in games on the site. Not knowing how long I had in the competition, I just knew I wanted to do the reveal. My character, Bonus, was a 15-year-old posing as a 21-year-old to try and make it in a very dangerous profession. Some of this was based on my wife, who was a barfly starting when she was 15 thanks to conditions at home and an infectious and powerful personality. I wanted to be able to reveal that fact in a fun way and was glad I was able to before character applications were open to public view. So in a way, I was able to do the reveal to the players as much as the characters. I knew that was going to be a bit of a gimmick, but for the first round, it was a good one. We started with 12, and man, it was fun to see all the characters people came up with. I really wanted to get feedback on my writing and style, and though the judges didn't give it in round one, the players sure did in the form of RP XP. 
Round two was both the most fun and most stressful for me. You are given one hour to do edits on your post, and more than once I came right up to that deadline. I had built my character with this round in mind. I wanted her to really prove her mettle, and the format did let her shine and show off what she could do with very minimal character creation allowances. I found myself looking forward to the posts, but shaking when it came time to hit submit button. On the player front, it was a pleasure to mesh and mingle with the characters in a way we couldn't in the first round, as more of a team and less of com competitors. Round three was the hardest for me. I was losing a little steam and the format wasn't really my strong suit. I think I frustrated some players with not interacting as one should in the semifinals with only four players left. But squeezing in a challenge and navigating my character through it in a way that didn't drone on and on and on and bore the judges was proving to be very hard for me. None of my posts in the competition were trim and concise, but the ones in this round felt bloated, and I think they suffered for it. I was also starting to feel the pressure of the competition here as well. Up until this point, it was more for fun, but in week three, I felt the pressure to see it through, both for myself and those whose place I had taken to keep advancing. And in round four, if you're going to be in the last round of outplay, be there with a player like Blackfire. I don't think I could have done as well without being able to bounce off and react to their awesome posts. You don't realize how much you rely on other players as when it is just you and the GM and one other. I felt inspired and unified and buoyed by them. I'm glad to have won, but I would have been just as happy to lose to Blackfire. And if you did it all over again with the knowledge you have now, what would you change? <laughs> if I had to do it again, I'd be a judge. <laughs> And what hiccups or obstacles did you experience, and how would you fix them? I pre-wrote exactly two posts throughout the week, and had to throw them completely out after reading the GM post. It was deflating, to say the least. My advice would be to stay loose, stay flexible, think like your character, and don't pre-script. It keeps posts fresh and relevant and engaged for the judges. In conclusion, outplay is an awesome experience. You get to really dive into a character in a complete way with how many posts you make in such a short time. But it is also hard. It's tough to work around your day job. As soon as this was over, I told a friend I'd never do it again. But when next year rolls around, who knows what I might say. Like an old relationship, as time marches on, you tend to look more fondly on it and forget the pain it caused you. And I want to just thank Ungainly Fool for their time. Very much appreciated. I also had a chance to sit down with one of the judges, and I think some of their answers will really surprise you, so we're going to cut over to that now as well. Well, hello, Marshmallow, and thanks for taking some time to join us today. Yes, awesome. Well, we're very glad to have you, and I just wanted to talk about your experiences being a judge in Outplay. So, before this year, what was your experience with Outplay? Hmm. And, and, and how did you hear about it the first time? Okay. 
Why did you pick this year to participate then? Hmm. Did, were there any surprises in your experience this year with Outplay? You know, what, what did you expect as a judge and, and what did you actually experience? Did you have any favorite moments, either from each round or just overall, anything like that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's neat. Oh. Oh yeah, I can I can see why that might be. Ooh, that sounds like a rough choice. I I'm glad I wasn't in your position there. Well, it sounds like you had a just really good experience in general. I, I know you were very active in a lot of places, and you're part of the reason that I was able to cover Shadowrun when we did our exploration of dice mechanics. So you clearly had a lot of knowledge going in, and obviously that makes for a decent judge. <laughs> were there any specific characters you were rooting for? I know you, it's probably hard to say just because you were a judge, but did any of them catch your eye specifically? Yeah, it makes sense. Like I said, I know you're a judge. I just, I wanted to ask just in case. Also, you know, have something to hold over you later. <laughs> what, what were some of the common mistakes you saw that would help people in the future? I'm, I'm sure everyone would love to hear from a judge what things we don't want to hear and see and do in an outplay competition. Oh, I, I never thought of that. That's, that's genius. Yeah, I mean, it's so simple. No one thinks of it, but if that's all it takes, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year. It's going to be some rough competition since everyone's going to have that now. And if you had to do it all again, would you do anything different? What would you do different if you would? Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that. You know, I, I've talked to Belogan a little bit, so I can imagine some of that. Well, thank you for your time, Marshmallow. It, it was nice talking with you. I wish we had a little more, but I know you've got things to do and places to be. So, thanks for having some time with us. You too. Hey everybody, 
I just wanted to pop in here at the end. If you're still sticking around, thanks for sticking around. But Ungainly Fool obviously has no problem having their identity out there. I did that as more of a joke because we weren't able to record together. And I didn't want you to just have to listen to me read their responses. So I put a little fiction into it, had a little fun with it. If you like it, let me know. If you didn't, let me know so I can know what not to do in the future. I was hoping to have King Monkey read it, but I didn't get around to having that happen. So hopefully it wasn't too bad. Also, as may be obvious, but again, just covering bases, I didn't actually get the chance to sit down with Marshmallow. They told me that I would be I was too much of a coward to actually sit down and do a fake interview and just leave their part silent. And I mean, if you know anything about me from this this whole podcast so far, I'm not a coward. I will do whatever. So I did it. Had a little fun with it. Again, if you liked it, let me know. If you didn't, let me know. Let's me know what not to do in the future. Let's me know to do more stuff like that. And if you like the podcast, let us know. We want feedback. We'd love to hear what you like, what you don't like, how we can improve. I promise nothing about actually following through on any of your ideas, but I'd love to hear it at least. And if you have topics you want us to cover, let us know, because we're always looking to cover what people are interested in. Otherwise, we're just going to continue on. So I'm going to let the music finish out. It's one whole piece, and I figure, hey, might as well, right? So enjoy it. It's from Incompetech, uh, as most of our background music is, and it's used under the Creative Commons 4.0 attribution. Enjoy. Enjoy.